As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Podcast. Truth Seekers Podcast. Buckle up, everyone. We're going to talk aliens, UFOs, ghosts, spiritual and paranormal. From all of the three moons. Beyond your wildest dreams. Truthseeker and or its affiliates are not responsible for any strange phenomena that may occur during or after listening to this podcast, which may include the following. Heightened senses of awareness, psychic abilities, UFO sightings, alien contact, time loss, out-of-body experiences, ringing in the ears, ESP, lucid dreaming, increased synchronicities, astral projection, telepathy, stronger intuition, levitation, miraculous healings, and or remote viewing. Please be advised to listen at your own discretion. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, Truth Seeker. This is the Truth Seeker Podcast, man. Excited to, and delighted to be with you guys again 
for another exciting episode where we cover all things spiritual, talk to uh, awesome people with different backgrounds and identities, and, uh, you know, everybody has a piece of the puzzle. I feel like we bring that. If everyone brings their piece of the puzzle to the table, that uh, we put it together and it forms the picture, and then we can kind of get some clarity or or, uh, see what's going on. And um, I was thinking today, man, you know, I've I've done a lot of different um, interviews over the years. I've talked to so many people, um, a lot of so-called healers and and psychics and Christian ministers and and prophets and seers and ministers and hip hop artists and uh, man, just people with all these titles. And so I know like, you know, a a lot of people from the church realm immediately, oh, he, you're taught, if you talk to these people, then you automatically believe in what they're bringing to the table like if you do an interview with them if you talk to them then you co-sign on everything they believe in so for me talking to an eclectic group of people from witches or wizards or people in the astral projection whatever it is it's like okay like talking to these people that's not what i'm doing i'm not talking to psychics i'm not talking to mediums i'm not talking to preachers I'm not talking to pastors or evangelists or prophets. I'm talking to people. And then once you can get past that, man, and understand that um, there's a there's a, a cry in, in the hearts of all human beings that uh, that we're all asking the bigger questions and searching for answers and trying to make sense out of this existence. Uh, then the facades fall. Then the the um, the essences or the personas fall by the wayside. And you don't have to be scared of somebody's title or somebody's um position you know their their persona that they walk in and i remember seeing that like on the job site man i talk about this a lot but being on the job and uh having the big guys come down from corporate you know the court and you got to make sure you're on your p's and q's the boss is here and everyone's like kind of scared around the boss and making sure we're doing everything by the book and you don't even want to talk to them because you're scared of them you're not scared of him you're scared of his his persona, and um and and that really didn't fall until I got to work with the bosses one on one and uh, go out uh, on and and do jobs with them, and I found out that those big bosses that everybody's trying to impress and stuff they're just regular people, and but while they're on that job, this title or this thing that people see that in it it cuts them off from their humanity. So that's just kind of what I like to do on this podcast, man. I don't see the titles. I just see people, you know, and especially to I go back to the, the childhood stuff and want to, you know, like, like, why are you in this? Why are you the way that you are? Why did you choose this path or why did the path chose you choose you? So I just wanted to put that out there. It's some, something that I've been pondering lately. So I want to put it out there. Uh, I want to give a huge shout out for before we go any further to everybody support my work via Patreon. Uh, this is a listener supported, listener funded show. Could not do it without your help. Um, so thank you guys uh, for standing behind me. I want to give a shout out to some of the latest patrons within the last week or so. Shout out to Abigail Squires. Thank you, my friend. Um, Natani AG. Thank you, my friend, for coming on. Cody Richardson and Devin. Thank you guys for partnering with me with this great work. If you'd like to support, head on over to patreon.com backslash truthseeker. There you get access to my entire discography of music. It's over 200 songs. Uh, Our Thursday night school of the mystics, which is like the community aspect to what we're building here. Um, Just looking for people to roll ideas off of, need somebody to talk to and uh, those kind of things. Make sure you hang out with us. Join us on a a Thursday night. 
Um, also, you get access to our private Discord server. So that's kind of where we do life, man. Bunch of cool, like-minded people, open-minded. And uh, you need to find your tribe, for sure. Check it out, patreon.com backslash truthseeker. Also, my book is here. If you've not got a chance to get the book, Spirit Realm, Angels, Demons, Spirits, and the Sovereignty of God, forward by Jordan Maxwell. Make sure you get a copy of that. Available at truthseeker.com. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and jump into today's discussion. My guest today is Scott Newell. Is that how you pronounce the last name, bro? Yeah, that's good enough. Newell from yeah, the Newell, Objective yeah. Believer, man. Thanks for coming on the podcast, bro. How are you today? Thanks. I'm doing good. Doing good. Cool, cool. So, uh, yeah, just, I guess, scrolling Facebook. I don't know if I've seen a sponsored video. Probably one of your videos caught my attention uh, several weeks ago and um, checked it out. Then other ones popping into my feed and make sure that I like the page. I think that uh, I turned on the notifications as well. And I really like what you're doing with, with your, your Facebook page, The Objective Believer. So wanted to talk to you a little bit about that, your faith, your background, and just some of the other stuff that, that you're bringing to the table. Like, is that your main thing? I've seen that you have other links and other websites and stuff. Is The Objective Believer, is that your main thing or is it an offshoot of a ministry or what, what, what's going on with that page yeah that's that's pretty much it we uh started on well initially i started with a blog um about five or six years ago that didn't really take off too much and then yeah i just kind of fell, fell into a niche with facebook and now we're just kind of expanding from there but the the basic idea is the uh, objective believer yeah that's the platform and what is the uh like the stance behind that? Like what is the I guess the goal with the objective believer? Yeah, I'm glad you asked because uh, I kind of feel like a lot of people uh, have some misunderstandings about that, and very few people ask. They just kind of assume. Um, yeah. I think I, I think I've assumed it, but I want to make sure I'm right too in assuming. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, um, uh, obviously, what people what comes to mind for most people when they hear the word uh, objective. Uh, well, and first, I guess I should say I'm, you know, Bible believing Christian. And, uh, so objective people kind of think, oh, you know, he's, he's, he's fair and balanced, you know, and, and, uh, you know, just tries to shoot, shoot you straight. And, uh, of course I try to do that, but you know, everybody, I don't think I've ever met anybody that would say they don't try to do that. So that idea in and of itself is kind of subjective, uh, depending on who you talk to. So. Um, so there's that angle, but the other angle is uh, another definition for the word uh, objective is actually outside the mind. And uh, the idea there is making observations that anybody can make. And that's kind of the thrust of the idea behind the objective believer is just to make observations, whether it be uh, observations of behavior, observation of doctrine, observations of whatever the Bible says, but um, instead of having all of this internal reasoning uh, that often creates conflict within the body of Christ, um, I try to just deal with what we can observe and anybody can observe. And it kind of eliminates a lot. Uh, I feel like it, the goal is to eliminate a lot of that conflict. Yeah, I mean, you said reasoning. And, um, you know, I'm just thinking like what, from the, the couple videos that I've seen on your on your page, it just seems like you're you're you are being the voice of reason between different factions even. Is that kind of what you're trying to do? And again, like being the, the voice of reason and, uh, uh, you know, l looking at both sides and, and, and not just taking a hard 
right or a hard left, maybe taking some some balance there, if you will. There's there's uh, you know some, maybe there's you know good on this side and good on that with all of the different factions and and sects of Christianity and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I um, I mean, I have my own biases, and that's part of the whole idea is you have to recognize your own bias. But um, yeah, you know, it's just kind of trying to like what first Thessalonians five says, it says, you know, test all things. So everything across the board is going to get tested. And then it says, hold to the good and abstain from the evil. And so that's what I'm just trying to do is test everything, uh, subtract the good from wherever that is and, uh, and leave the bad. Um, and of course, you know, there's a lot to be said as far as how you test things. And that's, you know, another topic, I guess, but yeah. Are you seeing that like, um, people may be dealing with cognitive dissonance when it comes to the Bible or just w- with anything, especially with the Bible and real religion, politics, race right now, like there's cognitive dissonance where like they just have, even though you present it in a beautiful way and you break it down and it could be gospel truth, they just can't see it. Like they just because they're so engrafted and ingrained in their doctrine that it doesn't matter if it was Jesus himself teaching it. Like they still can't get it because they're just stuck in their ways. And this is how we were taught. Do you see a lot of that going on? I do. And, and honestly, I see a lot of that in myself. And that's uh, one of the things I try to remember. Um, It's so easy to recognize flaws in other people. Mm -hmm. And I I feel like we kind of live in this society and I guess it's always been like this. I don't know, but where I'm going to tell you everything that's wrong with you and I'm not going to really think and struggle with those on own, uh, the, my own concepts and my own issues with those things myself. And so um, whenever I get too far into the point of, uh, you know, thinking that way, like, oh, that person's being biased or that person's not being fair, I try to come back to, well, what about me? You know, how, am I am I weighing everything correctly? And and uh, so I hope that answers the question, yeah. but I, I kind of just try to bring it back to me because I feel like there's enough finger pointing, you know, going on in the body of Christ and going on in the world. Everybody thinks that everybody else should be the way that they are. And so for me, it's like, wait a second, how many people are actually listening and, and trying to learn from people? And uh, sometimes <laughs> I get I get faulted for, for so many debates and quote unquote arguments that I get into, but yeah. those things mainly are for me like that's that's the way that i learn if my ideas can stand up to scrutiny it's not about trying to change the other person's mind i mean if i feel like they're wrong then sure i mean that would be awesome if i could but the primary issue is am i wrong because that's who god you know that i'm the person that god's gonna hold responsible for what i think and so uh yeah you know just kind of try to stay humble about it and think about things like that yeah i think that it's kind of what qualifies you um not in the eyes of anyone else, but just as f- the fact that you're doing the inner work and you're conscious of your own flaws and you're conscious of your own dogmas. I guess the, the cognitive dissonance stuff is like you're not even conscious of it. Like it's always other people and it's never you. Right. It's never like, OK, make sure that I wasn't a jerk. Let me make sure that I'm doing the inner work. And because so much of Christianity is like projecting um, like holding other. Here's the thing, holding other people to a standard that you don't hold yourself to. So we want to make sure that we're not doing that, that it's definitely like whatever we would project on others. We want to make sure that we're, we're you know, holding ourselves to similar standards as well. 
which gets overlooked a lot. So I feel like if you're doing that, that inner work, which I think all Christians should be doing, uh, which, you know, the scriptures is talking about, um, uh, examining yourself to make sure that you're in the faith and, you know, make just kind of, you know, do an inventory if you will, but it kind of programs the brain in a sense to be conscious of some of those things. Okay. Is this my ego talking or do I want to win these over, win these people over because, if it validates me in my doctrines or do I get a chip that, Hey, I, I converted seven people today, that kind of thing. Or is the fact that like at the end of the day, truth is you know going to be what stands. And so if you're doing that own inner, inner, inner work, it, it really helps. But I think even me saying that most Christians would say that, that, yeah, I'm doing that, you know, as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. Part of the cognitive dissonance and that even going yeah. over their head. Yeah, I do. I examine myself and you're not in the faith. I'm in the faith. You're not. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Well, there's this. Uh, I've kind of been dabbling in, in a little bit of uh, psychology. It turns out there's all kinds of habits and behaviors within Christianity that have been well-documented outside of Christianity. We just didn't take the time to listen. And uh, one of them is this concept known as the Dunning-Kruger effect. I don't know if you've ever, have you heard of that? I haven't. Yeah. Well, in, in a nutshell, it's, it's basically kind of like that cognitive dissonance idea, but it's basically people tend to think that they're smarter than they are. And the the more confident you are in how intelligent you are, it's often an indicator that you're actually not. And so it's it's one of the and then they actually have like a test and stuff you can take to see if you're like a victim of the Dunning Kruger effect. But yeah, I mean that's why I feel like you have to constantly bring it back to yourself. Like it it can never become too much about other people, uh, because you can't control other people and God's not gonna be like, Hey, you know, you weren't able to control that person, you know, and so you're not going to get a reward for that. So it comes back to self-responsibility and self-reflection. And, and so I, I try to bring that back and I, I try to bring that in all of my content that I, that I develop. And of course, uh, a sense of humor too. I feel like you got to learn to laugh at yourself and laugh at everybody really. So, Well, that, that helped me being able to laugh at myself. And even if I, you know, still do, or, I mean, it helps 
not to take yourself too seriously because you know and, and you can like a lot of christians do that and i say and i'm saying christians and i'm putting myself in that mix like i've definitely been the one to like think that i was right in every doctrine and trying to debate people and trying to convert people and those kind of things but at the end i just had to you know i think laughing at our, ourselves is, is healthy you know but yeah. some of it's like if it's, if it's a life or death situation and people are going to hell how, how could you laugh at this and you know and and the injustice is going on or whatever but i really do think it's healthy because we take ourselves uh, too serious i believe and so yeah. to be childlike i mean you have to laugh you know yeah and, well uh, it's, it's interesting because within christianity there's this strong idea about how we're all extremely and deeply flawed and how we're all wretched and we're all sinners but it's weird because you that reasoning suddenly doesn't apply when it comes to our doctrine and when it comes to our ability to uh, decipher truth and, and embrace truth. And to me, that's just strange. Like uh, Galatians 5 names heresy as a work of the flesh. Um, so that tendency uh, is in human nature. And, and it's, it's just weird that Christians will say, I, I sin 10 times a day. Like nobody can go without sinning. But then it's like, are you wrong about any of your doctrines? And it's like, hmm, not that I know of, <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like, so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, the, the whole, the whole heresy word, I feel like Christians throw that around heresy or heretic, yeah. uh, like in the political realm and the social justice warriors would throw down, th you know what I'm saying? Throw around the word Hitler, you're Hitler, yeah. you're a heretic. Yeah. And like, they just put that exactly. on you and they tell other people, and they yeah. want other people to believe it and want people to stay away from you. And if they can get people to do that, then in their mind, in their heart, they succeeded because they've painted you as a heretic. And one thing we used to say was heretic, but we'd also throw in the word reprobate. He's reprobate, man. Just leave him alone. He's reprobate. He don't, he's not going to get it. The Lord ain't dealing with him no more. We were like pretty, pretty, uh, um, bitter. And you know what I'm saying? It's just with these quick judgments. Like I like, there's some people who deal with you. Like if you disagree with them on anything, you're oh you're a heretic. What? Yeah, that's crazy because yeah. I don't believe that. Then I'm a heretic. What about all the other stuff? Like, it's interesting, man. Um, so w with with heretic, let's talk about that word a little bit. Christians throw it around a lot. Um, and and heretic goes into like a what we would call a se a sect of Christians. They don't call themselves this. I think they've kind of earned the title, but heresy hunters. Um, which they would probably call themselves watchmen or watchmen on the wall, brother. They'll probably name their, their channel that. And they just, um, there's a bunch of them out there just say, Hey, what? There's a demon over there. Watch out. This guy's got this, this guy's past. This guy is married to this. They're pointing out all of the, the bad or the negative in other people in Christendom or in the secular world. A bunch of those channels are huge, but, um, heresy hunters and they look for the the bad they look for the things that that don't line up with the scriptures in their opinion or from what they've yeah. been taught or with you know from their understanding so with you i, I feel like you you know you covered some of this kind of stuff would you uh, have you had run-ins with those people were you a heresy hunter are you still a heresy hunter in the in the in the uh, fact that you would identify with that term you know yeah, I yeah, I've I've definitely run into those folks. Actually, that's kind of what got me into doing what I'm doing now. Um because back when I was like 14, 15, 16 years old, I really got serious about following Christ and I really started spending a lot of time in the word. 
And I started finding this really awesome stuff in the word. And then I would go and I would try to share it with somebody else. And it would be like, boom, like I, I, I could tell you some stories about the things I've been called uh, and, and even, you know, churches that I've essentially been kicked out of. And, uh, and so it kind of just got me thinking, like, why is this happening? And, and you know, now it's, it's kind of blown up with social media. I mean, the Internet has allowed it to be amplified. Whatever it was back in the 80s and 90s, it's yeah. now it's just like it's on, you know, it's on crack now. And, um, yeah, I mean, we deal a lot with that. And in fact, a lot of people would say that we're that that the objective believer, the ministry is one of apologetics for a word of faith or charismatic. Um, I'm not going to deny or affirm that I, I tried to stay away from leaning too heavily on labels, uh, which is kind of why I, you know, had take issue with heresy to begin with. Yeah. I mean, being objective with, with that, with your faith and with the Bible and understanding that there are factions and all this weird stuff in Christendom, you understand that all of them hold a little bit of the truth. That was one of the things like in, I, put my book out in the in the introduction of just kind of giving the people a quick warm-up was like I've studied under many different sects in Christianity and many different sects outside of Christianity and all of them have a beautiful piece of the truth but then all of them have this ugly grotesque piece as well that like no stay away from it and so um and I feel like what maybe what you're doing what many of us are doing wanting to get back to Christianity before it was tainted before it was tampered with and became what we have here now is uh is we want to you know get back to the essence of it and um all of these other you know sex they all have a beautiful piece of it there's stuff i love about reform theology but there's stuff that i hate there's stuff that i love about uh evangelicalism and prosperity preaching and um word of faith and miracles and the prophetic I, there's stuff that i love about that but then there's stuff that's like oh my god this is not good at all so it's about it's about balance i think at the end of the day i think it's the same with politics about are you right or democrat republican well, like if you're really objective and you're asking the questions and doing the research, like you're going to be somewhere in the middle. Like there's going to be great stuff over here, but nah, there's a note we can't even go near that. You know, so um, is that is that safe to say? Would you agree with that, that it's just a little it's a like the truth is somewhere in the middle of all of this stuff? I, I think um, I don't know if I would say it's in the middle. Uh, it's so hard for me to answer that question because. It requires having knowledge of all the information of all sides and seeing where it falls on the spectrum. There's there's this idea called um, uh, I think it's called false balance or both sides ism, mm -hmm. and and it's that tendency to see the extremes on both sides and then say, well, it's got to be in the middle. I, I feel like sometimes it is, but for me, it's kind of like you just have to address it piece by piece and take yeah. it issue by issue. Yeah. Uh, I used to back in 2016 election, for example, I was, I was crazy uh, <laughs> with, with my labeling. I'd be like, Oh, that's leftism. That's SJWs and, yeah. and yada, yada. And now I'm realizing the labeling, just like in the body of Christ, the labeling, it hurts the discussion because you often either people have different ideas associated with those labels compared to yourself. Yeah. And so yeah. you're saying one thing and they're thinking something else. So when people bring up this topic, I say, let's just take it issue by issue and see where we yeah. end up. And, and that's what I, that's what I try to do. Yeah. Well, I guess with that being said is like, 
is just understanding. I mean, it's it's kind of it should be obvious that that all of I think you know even a broken clock is right twice today. So there's something to take from most of these uh, groups that that you can apply to your life, and there's other stuff that you can you know. And like I said, you'd have to go issue by issue because just to yeah. to say it was in the middle, right? It, that wouldn't be right. But there's things that they do beautifully. They whether it's they love, whether it's their compassion, whether yeah. it's their giving, whether it's their charity work, whatever it is, um, and that the other others don't do. Like they just right. don't do at all. Going out into right. the streets, feeding the homeless, taking care of the orphans and widows. Like we just study our word and, and maintain the scriptures, brother. And you know, there's just so much. But I think that all of them have a piece. But I think it's, I think I do think we get to pick. I do think that we 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 have different strengths and things that uh, um, that appeal to us that aren't going to appeal to everybody. And whether that's through upbringing or even through your own personal study and reading of the scriptures and stuff like that. Um, just um, getting back to like the um, heresy hunters and stuff is like, have you you seen the the latest video that that a good fight media just put out? They just they're just going in on Bethel now. They just did this long Bethel teaching that showed up in my timeline, and I went and I mean, I, I, there's no way I could watch the whole thing. I would never sit there and watch that. I, but um, but I liked a lot of their stuff early on when I was real militant. Good fight media. It's like calling out the mostly secular stuff, but they they get into the church and stuff and showing you those things. I remember um, years ago when I got born again and I was just getting on the internet and this was probably 2001, um, I, looking up Christian bands and stuff like that, looking up lyrics and ministers and I found a website called CCM and uh, it was called Corrupt Christian Music and it was this whole website, this blog uh, dedicated to like defaming, like POD was one of the big ones at the time. Um, Stephen Curtis Chapman, Michael W. Smith, and showing you like all of their garbage. Like, come to us and we'll show you all that why you shouldn't listen to them and you should listen to Jimmy Swaggart Ministries. Don't listen to them and listen to my brother who preaches the truth over here. So, um, a lot of that going on, but and it's it's big right now. The exposing videos, it's been big for a long time, but early on it was only a couple channels that were doing that that blew up, and now it's just something that, uh, uh, everyone's doing and um i kind of call it reaction uh you have a reaction ministry it's like you're not creating anything you're not causing people to think you're not like creating something to bring to the table um, um some teachings or a, a better way to understand the word of god you're just like seeing other people's what they're doing and you're reacting to it just like we have reaction channels of like let's react to the latest music video that so-and-so put out let's react to cat funny cat memes and people will film themselves reacting and laughing like the church, like people have reaction ministries now to watch your video, pause it and critique it. Like, I mean, you've seen some of the stuff I've talked about and I've people I've interviewed and I've made, I've made it into some of those videos with some of the, uh, the bigger channels or whatever reacting to interviews that I've done. It wasn't about me. It was about my guest, Christ alignment. But, um, I've made my made it into some of those videos, but what would you say? I know that's a mouthful, man, but I'm sure you got something to throw in there. Yeah, well, I kind of do reactions to the reactions at this point. <laughs> I've got some videos where uh, I actually have a video I'm about to release about Cosby and uh, and some things that he said about uh, Oral Roberts. It's kind of a random Who video because I, I mean, uh, Cosby Hen. 
Okay, I'm not sure. You don't know. Who... Oh, okay. Well, he's he's uh, the nephew of Benny Hinn. Oh wow. And okay. uh, yeah, and he's become like a, a real big critic uh, of. Uh, oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. Okay, yeah. so I remember he he did a video like, kind of exposing Benny Hinn or whatever, doing interviews yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, that's kind of his his claim to fame was yeah. he's related to Benny Hinn. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean it. Uh, I mean, there's a lot that could be said. You know, I, I feel like on the one hand there is a lot of error, you know, and so it's like okay, yeah, we got to be aware of error. Uh, but you know, one for I heard somebody put it this way: you have to trust that the Holy Spirit. Um, can teach people how to discern the truth. And, and, and sometimes it seems like people want to act as that Holy spirit. Now, I mean, obviously that doesn't mean you can't ever point out anything that's wrong. Like I said, I'm doing that. I point out things that are wrong. Mm -hmm. Uh, the difference is I try to deal with the content and not the person because yeah. like you said, and I tend to agree with, uh, everybody seems pretty much everybody I've ever met can affirm some element of the truth. And sometimes it can state it, like you said, like beautifully, like in ways that I hadn't have thought of before. Uh, so the idea of going after the. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Personality instead of the content. What you do there is, is another uh, what's known as logical fallacy as poisoning the well. And that's where it's, I'm going to introduce this bad information about this person and then now you're not going to listen to them. And even if they had something good to say, now you're not going to be able to hear it because you now have that bias. And so I try not to create that in my content. I try to go after uh, yeah. the information. And, uh, you know, I actually have a video where I talk about um, MMA fighting, uh, mixed martial arts, and how it actually relates to Christianity because uh, martial arts back, you know, like 100 years ago, it was all about... Um, tradition and culture and a lot of it was just art and and a lot of it didn't work in real fighting and so mixed martial arts came along and they said we're just going to pick the part that actually worked for real world combat and we're going to combine it to make it like the ultimate form of fighting and that's kind of what i try to do with christianity it's like i don't care what your title is i just want to see what kind of truth you're presenting 
And if I can read it for myself in the word, I'm going to take that and I'm going to make it a part of, of what I believe too. And, and, uh, and I'm not going to alienate you or, or demonize you so that I don't ever want to hear from you again. And I'm not going to do that to other people and make other people, you know, plant that bias and discrimination in other people. I'm not going to do that. I, I just, I don't feel like it's a good thing. And I don't, I don't really see any scripture in the Bible that tells me to do that, to name names and well, it says to mark them about. amongst you that cause division, like, you know, it's like, let people know, hey, stay away from this guy. And a lot of people, you know, name them. And I think there is a scripture that says name names or whatever, but, and people take that literally. Like, they won't take the other stuff, but see, that's the thing. That's the psychological thing. Why are they picking that part to be like, there's so much in there beautiful stuff all kinds of stuff in i don't think we could we could devote our lives to understanding the scriptures which i'm sure we you've done uh and still not you'd still be far off like you have a, a piece of it that that you know but you still be off on some things i believe that um yeah but and just the, the psychology is like why do you hold that part you know why do you hold this part whether it's eternal hell or punishment and, and things like that it's like even with the psyche um, understanding that it's it's interesting to me, and and then when when you talked about um, you know not wanting to judge or to validate you know any of these uh, uh I wouldn't say religions but denominations or whatever um, doctrines um, because you have to go by point by point and just see what it is they're talking about because that's good but this is bad kind of thing going through it um, I learned I learned early on uh, for me uh, to make people do that for me and I encourage people to do the same thing too. Um, because they try to put you in a box. They're just prosperity preachers. You know why? You know, be, they can't tell you why. They'll throw a couple things in there. But if they say, oh, you're just a heresy hunter or you're just a me, you're a new ager. Hold on. What do you mean by that? What is the new ager? Oh, you believe in all that stuff. Oh, what is what is all that stuff? And if but I, and if you just let it stay at that, it's done. But I got to make them break it down. And I've learned, like, if I can get people who really want to get to the bottom of what I believe or and why I believe it. Hold on, let's talk about it. And I'm going to show you why I believe what I believe. But you just putting a, a blanket statement on me saying I'm a new ager. And hold on, why? What, is, what does that mean to you? What does new ager mean? Like, and what is that stuff? And so when you make people break it down, whether what whatever it is, then you can deal righteously with the scriptures if they are open you know and you can judge by their fruit and their character and just their countenance and see if they they really you know want to do that with you a lot of them don't care and they put that statement on you and just keep going they don't care you know but um but i've learned early on and i try to encourage people um who are kind of going through that scrutiny too is don't let people put those blanket statements on you like that or just involve you with a, a people group um I, and i have like a lot of christians who come out of the new age they use that's a derogatory word they're into new yeah. age stuff hold on and then they and, and when they say that it's derogatory um uh, bethel's new age you know todd todd white's new age you know so what that's a derogatory they're using that in a derogatory way it's not it's stay away from them uh, it's poisonous it's not good that kind of thing but yeah dealing with each point of your doctrine whatever it is that you believe and not just having those blanket statements yeah the, the it's the i feel like the generalities is what causes um a lot like i said it causes the discussion to get shut down and it's funny you brought up how um you know in the political world it's you know you've got like you're a homophobe or you're a racist yeah. or you're hitler and and that shuts down the discussion yeah. because at that point it's like well what 
I don't need to talk to anybody that's a homophobe. I don't have to <laughs> explain myself. And that's what that's yeah. what they do in the body of Christ is yeah. if I can name you a heretic or a wolf or a false teacher, then the Bible says have nothing to do with you. So now I don't even have to talk to you. I don't have yeah. to, uh, you know, uh, exchange and interact with what you believe. And uh, and so, yeah, try to stay away from the labels um, and just say, hey, you know, let's if we're going to discuss this, then let's use. Uh, you know, laser precision and get right down to it. Let's let's leave out as many labels as we can. And and honestly, half the labels I hear nowadays, I don't even know what they are. And and a lot of people would say that makes me ignorant, which is fine. I, I choose not to look into some of these labels um, within Christianity because it's like you know what, a label's not going to do anything anyway. It's the idea behind it. So if you, if there's an idea behind it, let's discuss the idea and let's leave the label you know alone. So. So as far as you, you personally, you uh, you lean more towards word of faith and and um, uh, prosperity type stuff, or or charismatic, yeah. or yeah, I do. Yeah. Why is that? Is that just with your upbringing? Was you did you get born again in in those circles, or or did you go to those type of churches, or? Yeah, I did. Which is funny because a lot of people who have that background actually use that now as. Uh, for why they're a critic of it now, you know, yeah, and, true, um, true. but yeah, for me, um, when you look at the people in the Bible who served God, Abraham and Paul and, and Moses, almost all the big name people in the Bible, uh, they had a supernatural experience with God that brought them to God and that made them decide that they wanted to serve God. Uh, and sometimes, even if they didn't decide, they had to, you know, like Jonah. <laughs> but uh, but in all of those cases, there was a, a physical, real-time experience. And, you know, it's funny. It's like uh, we we think about how great the Apostle Peter was and how great Paul was. But they weren't like that until they had a, a tangible encounter with God. And, and so... That's the kind of idea that kind of keeps me hanging around the quote unquote word of faith charismatic circles is um, it's it's something real that you can experience. It's not just head knowledge and you find yeah. just a lot you, you find a lot of head knowledge in the other circles. And so I, I prefer uh, something that looks a little bit closer to like the book of Acts. So that that's kind of how I ended up there and, and that's kind of where I'm at. So yeah, I'm the same way, you know, and um, and and I've said this, and I did a podcast recently with a, it was a Christian guy, but uh, and and he he named the actual episode this, but I said that um, you know, I can talk people out of their doctrine, I can talk you out of it, and 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 doctrines change overnight. Doctrines change if you watch a, a interesting video that compels you, like man, he's got some truth to it. Maybe everything I thought was a lie, but I really feel like you can't. Uh, talk somebody out of their experience, man. Like they, right. like my doctrines and stuff will change, but my experiences and even those people, you know, on the other side will tell you, well, brother, you can't go to your experiences because your emotions will lie to you. It's like, what do you mean? Like my, my experience with that was this, whether you want to say it's the truth, it's my truth. Like you're telling me don't go over there. Like that dog doesn't bite, but Every time I've went over there to pet that dog, it tries to bite me. My experience is different than your experience with that dog because I've been bit three times by this dog that you said doesn't bite. And um, I, I really think experience is key, man. I think that, 
you know, it changes from a head knowledge of what, and I'll just use these two as an example, whether it is the, the charismatic or assemblies of God, evangelical type versus, um, you know, like um, um, the, the Baptist um, reformed theology where it's more of a head knowledge kind of thing or an agreement. Do you agree that you're a sinner? Do you agree that Jesus is Lord? As long as you agree with it, you're good. And so it seems like, I noticed a big difference because I've done a lot of street ministry over the years and uh, um, in the scriptures, like I didn't really see a lot of people going around trying to get you to agree with their doctrine or agree that. Do you agree that he is Lord? Do you agree that he is this? Um, do you know that you're a sinner and that you've broken the commandments of God and now you're a sinner in the hands of an angry God and come into this this mental uh, understanding that you need God? You know, and the preaching of the gospel is one thing, so I'm I'm with that. Let's we that's there, but it but it's something about looking in the scriptures and seeing that when they came in contact with Jesus, like they encountered Jesus, they were they weren't the same after an encounter. Not even just with Jesus, it continued with the disciples and with the apostles, and I believe it it still continues today. Um, but the other side with the you know the Baptist, my Baptist brothers and stuff would have you it starts with an experience for them because they'll be preaching even on the corners crying whatever i was a drunkard i was this until i had an encounter with god they want you to believe their encounter in 1976 i had an encounter you need to believe the gospel and they so they're telling you about an encounter they had instead of maybe facilitating an encounter for you to have now I, I feel like and, uh, and maybe that's too much work to facilitate an encounter. Maybe nothing always happens. But for me, I, I feel like there's a big difference with versus making it a head knowledge that he is Lord and having a encounter with the living God. I feel like there's a yeah. huge difference there between the two. I don't even know that I know how to do either one the right way. I'm just like trying to be an example and just trying to pay forward like what I've learned and what's helped me. And it seems to be working. Like it seems to people seem to be responding to, to prayer and having their burdens lifted and, and casting their cares upon him. And it's an experience. It's not just a faith thing. Well, I believe he took my burdens. It's like, I feel lighter. I feel like he took my burdens. Like it is, it, it's when the, the supernatural becomes natural. So um, I, I believe in that stuff too, you know, and, and that's how I got born again. I got born again at a um, prayer meeting in 1998 whenever um, my buddy was trying to invite me to church and I would never go. Then he was trying to get me to go to a prayer meeting. And I was like, if I'm not going to your prayer meeting, I don't want to go to church. I was into like the occult and things like that. He said, well, once you come to the prayer meeting, there's going to be a Christian. They said there's going to be a prophet there. I said, what's a prophet? He said, well, a prophet is like a Christian psychic. And that just caught my attention. Okay, I'll, I'll come check that out. So even with that, I got in, but it was about an encounter. When I gave my heart to the Lord, I encountered him. Like I literally, it changed my life forever. So there's a difference there, right? Are, do yeah. they go together? Do Are they, you know what I'm saying? Do you... Conf do you make that profession and then an encounter comes? Does an encounter come and then you make profession? I've seen it happen both ways. Yeah, and I, I mean you're you're kind of describing it more as like a like a personal experience, like feeling type thing, and I'm not discounting that at all. Mm -hmm. uh, but I was talking more like um, 
you know, signs and wonders, you know, seeing people actually get healed and, and, uh, uh, um, you know, demons cast out. And well, no, I'm talking about that too. Like, no, no, no. Okay. When, when I'm okay. talking about carrying your burdens, like those, those reform, they don't believe in that. They don't believe that demons casting out. They ain't, they ain't casting out no demons. Only demons they're casting out is with tr the Bible, reading the Bible and you change your understanding. They don't believe in that. Right. At least the majority. Right. So when I'm talking about like receiving prayer and having your burdens lifted, like we can call that casting out of demons or strongholds or whatever leaving right. you're lighter because the holy spirit's there that kind of thing so i'm with you on the signs and wonders but even um you know i had demons cast out of me for sure <laughs> you know i believe man yeah. you know and i could yeah. and i, I got to pay it forward you know that's my truth yeah. man like it's in the scriptures <laughs> it happened yeah, to me yeah. i mean <laughs> before awful. anybody told me it was a thing like i didn't even know it was a thing you know and it happened so that's awesome yeah and i i feel like uh you know, some some folks, they want to preach the fire and the brimstone. You know, if you don't repent, you're going to hell. And hey, I mean, that's, you know, that's in the Bible. Um, but one thing that I've I've noticed, though, is is that platform to preach that kind of message um, came with a demonstration of power, like we were talking about the science and the wonders. Okay. And I feel like a lot of times we just we preach the harsh stuff and we're just like, Hey, you know, they're too hard hearted to, to listen. And it's like, well, maybe they're not too hard hearted. Maybe it's because there's a million different voices in the world and you're just another one and you're not demonstrating the power of what you're saying. And obviously, I mean, that's the meaning of sign. Like in, in the Greek, it means somebody who's been approved of God to speak a message. That's one of the meanings at least. Uh, and so, um, as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You know, that's, that, that's kind of, like I said, that goes back to why I have the leanings that I have. Because um, I think there needs to be a delineation. Like what makes Christianity uh, unique compared to all the other claims going on in the world. And that was an issue they faced back then. They were like, hey, you know, where's the signs? And, and Jesus would do the signs and, and the apostles would do the signs. And the Bible says, you know, they, 
people were paying attention when that happened. So uh, I think that stuff's important. Obviously, you can go overboard with it. Everything, you know, needs balance. But um, yeah, it's important. Yeah. Um, with, with uh, you know, everybody seeking after signs. And I always said that, like, it's always the people who weren't, you know, moving in those piles. Like, you have to have a reason you have to be able to tell people, like, if you're not walking in signs and wonders, if you're not healing people, if you're not casting out demons, then you got to come up with a reason why you're not. And so whether it's Reformed Theology or Baptist or you just pick, I'm just naming one. There's so many. Um, you have to give a reason why that's not for today. And it's through, you know, um, cessation that it doesn't exist anymore. And it died with the apostles or whatever. It, it does. It's it does excuse. sometimes. It yeah, it does feel a little bit like a, a deflection of personal responsibility. A little bit. I don't want to be overly harsh with it, but it 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 kind of seems like that. Well, it's definitely that because I mean they take the I say they again insert whoever or ourselves, and I'm saying this from I've been there. Insert uh, the scripture like um, that you have to be able to give an an answer for everything. You have to be ready to give an an answer. So. In, in Christendom, you can't let some a young person or a, a young believer come to you and ask you a question and you say you don't know. So, hey, why don't we cast out demons anymore? I don't know, young man. No, we got to give you a reason. Okay, yeah. because it's not for today. Like, because they, so if they don't have a reason, they'll make up one, <laughs> you know, yeah. why they're not doing it. I mean, because you, you have to give an, a, an account. Um one one of the things you you said too, just about like the testimonies of uh, people who are now like critics of whether it's word of faith or the prosperity gospel or the charismatic renewal or whatever, um, they come out and there's videos and then there's they got all their testimonies. But the interesting thing is that you find that there's there's those videos for everything under the sun, whether yeah. it's um, uh, uh, you know. I, I left Christianity because I, of this and I became Buddhist. Yeah. I left Christianity because it was shallow. It wasn't real. It was a mockery. There was no power there. There's no truth there. The people are bigots. And I became a Buddhist. And you, I'm sure if we, and I've done the, the experiment live, like Googled it, you know, on YouTube anyway, and looked up all the videos of people who left Christianity became Buddhist and then do the opposite. Look up the yeah. people who left Buddhism and found Christ, you know, uh, people who, you know, left Masonry and became a Christian or Christians who left Christianity and became Masons. So, again, it's like it's it kind of like we're dealing with confirmation bias as well. And like yeah. the stuff that you're looking for, like showing itself to you, those videos are out there of I was yeah. like with the Kundalini stuff. And I was I did Kundalini yoga and I began I became possessed. I started doing yoga for six weeks and my, I got possessed after doing yoga. And okay, well, there's other people who started doing yoga and it changed their life radically. They lost, you know, 200 pounds. A buddy of mine did, was doing DDP yoga, Diamond Dallas Pages yoga, and he lost, he literally lost 200 pounds doing that yoga workout plan. Tell, talk to him about the Kundalini and the yoga. Well, it was more of an exercise. Like we have these different ways of these clauses. Well, it wasn't that. He didn't do it right. See, and they'll do that as an expert. Oh, he didn't do it right. You got to really let that, when you let the Kundalini spirit in you, then it takes over. And if you would have did that, then you would have been screwed. You know, and it, again, confirmation bias. And that's the weird thing is this, like at the end of the day, um, 
you know, all of, all of those um, examples, all of those testimonies and all of those fears and flaws, they're all out there for whatever it is. Um, when people would like jump on like, um, you know, uh, Benny Hinn, cause I'm, 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 there was a time where I would attack those people and stuff, but I'm really, I like Benny Hinn a lot now. Um, any of the, the, the charismatic people, Ty White, those guys, and they attack them. I'm like, and this one, usually my, um, my Baptist friends, I was like, hold on, show me your favorite preacher. Let me find some stuff on him. Cause there's definitely some yeah. stuff out there at this yeah. point. There's some stuff out there. Why you shouldn't listen to your dude because he was this yeah. or, you know, what's, uh, uh, who was it? Um, um, Martin Luther still like paying homage to the Pope and stuff like, and even saying that the Pope was still the second coming, not second to coming to Christ, but the, the uh, vicar of Christ or whatever, even after everything it's like hold on like even after he did everything that he did like he still you know was saying these things i mean you find what you're looking for and i would have to dig i would have to go looking for that to really show you yeah. and and but these people are, are are looking for ways to to discredit and disprove other people um what's the uh i mean what's the what's the end goal is it to really attack that is there a rest in that is there just a is there an ignorance to that? Is there, let's just ignore it at some point. You've made it your goal to kind of place yourself in the midst of that conversation. Um, do you see that that is like something that you're going to like until death, like that you, you're you always going to be there or is just where you're you're at now? Or you think that that conversation is always going to be there for you? Where do you see that as far as like defending the the, the truth and, and being into, the, I guess, the apologetics? Because if you're in that, I mean, that's a lifestyle. You know, if yeah. you're into apologetics kind of thing. Uh, I have the sense that it is going to be a, a lifetime thing. And, and that's because um, when I look back over my life, I can see how God was preparing me for this. Uh, I've never been at a juncture in my life where I could look back in my past and, and say, and it, suddenly it all makes sense. But with this, it does. Uh, I remember writing letters to pastors when I was 16, 17 year old boy. Hey, you know, why did you say this when you know, the Bible says that? Uh, so it feels like God, you know, this is my calling. Um, I, I originally thought I'd be out, you know, uh, just being a teacher, you know, a teacher of the word. And uh, my plan was to go into full time ministry when I turned 18. And it just it never happened. I got frustrated and 10 years went by. It still didn't happen. I kind of fell away. Uh, but all that time, God was preparing me for, for what's beginning to happen now. And, and I, I feel like it's just a course correction. You know, you look, you look at the body of Christ over the past 2000 years and it, it sways back and forth, starts going the wrong direction here. Then it gets corrected because God raises up people and they come back this way. And, and, uh, and I, I feel like, yeah, you know, I'm just a part of that. Just a one, you know, one more cog in the wheel of, of the, of the body of Christ to kind of just keep us going in the right direction and so now have you have you always been into um the you know those sex or denominations did you ever venture out did you ever you know for a couple of years get into um you know start going to baptist churches or even just trying other churches i remember i was going to presbyterian like we went to all kind of churches man i and i ended yeah. up doing the messianic thing for for a while um did you ever venture outside of the charismatic and some more of the, the Bible based let's study the, the word type stuff or even just prayer meetings yeah. or Bible studies. Yeah, I've always, and I, to this day, I'm 
Um, you know, I, I attend a church that, that wouldn't really be considered charismatic. Mm. Um, I, and I love it because again, you know, it's an opportunity to, uh, to learn and, and just kind of test yourself. Like, am I, is there something I'm missing? Like, do these folks have, like you were saying, that piece of the truth that maybe I've been missing? And, and so I love visiting different churches and, and interacting with different people. Um, but again, you know, it's like for me at the end of the day, I, I want to be able to read for myself uh, in the Bible what I believe. And, and I feel like some Christians do a better job of that than others. And so that's just kind of where this is where I ended up. So, yeah. Um, what do you what do you think about like compromise and stuff as far as like you talking about how we've got off course in the past? And I mean, that it helps me show grace. Maybe it helps me. um um, maybe it makes me, uh, um, I don't know if we'd say less standards, but it helps me. I feel like it helps me show grace, but seeing how we, how far we've changed, man, from like biblical Christianity to where we are now. Um, and I say where we are now, let's say where we were 10 years ago, let's say that. And then how much we've changed in 10 years with the body of Christ, the LGBT stuff, same-sex marriage. I mean, there's so much that we're continuing to change. That was a big one. You know, um, I mean, where, where, where do you see us? I, I feel like it's inevitable. I feel like um, that it's coming. It's it's here. I don't know if it's coming. It's here. I, and I, I've had, I have gay friends uh, that are, that are ministers, you know, now. And, um, and it was big for me. I'm from the bottom, from Alabama, man. And uh, it it was a big thing for me to even being conscious and not even trying to be religious. Like it was a big thing for me to work through of like even having gay friends, like being, you know, and uh, but not but to have gay ministers and, and gay minister friends. And then I have other friends in my ears are like, tell them they're going to hell. If you don't tell them they're going to hell, then God's going to judge you, brother. I was like, you tell them they're going to hell and let me know how that works out. If it works, yeah, and I told him straight up, I was like, if it works, I'll follow suit. You show me how to do it. And if it works the way you're, you're showing me, then I'll, I'll follow suit and do it. You know, and like we're, we're changing and that's a big change. And there's a bunch more. There's so much going on right now. It's we're in strange times. I mean, there's a big falling away from Christianity right now, too. Like what, where do you see us with course correction with that? Do you think that that's something that is it the inevitable? I really feel like it is that you're going to have to incorporate that you're not going to be able to say anything about it. Um, and that's just, that's just one thing, I guess. But I guess when it comes to, to the LGBT stuff, what do you feel like the, 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 the modern church is going with that and will they have to um, bow down to the culture and, con- and conform? The reason I say that is because we've already bowed down and conformed with women being preachers, which I believe like, like women being preachers, praying with uncovered heads. Like there was so much stuff in the scriptures that it's just not here. This is the different, it's almost a different religion. So, you know, a hundred years from now, what if Christianity is still around, like what it's going to look like in a few years from now, like, what do you think about that? Uh, it's, that's a tough question, man. I mean, um, I, I do kind of feel like you do that it is inevitable. Um, and like you said, you know, I mean, there was a time where, uh, you know, the idea of women being a pastor, a woman being a pastor of a church was just unheard of. And yeah. now it's, it's everywhere. And I'm not going to say whether that's right or wrong. Um, 
because honestly, I'm not prepared to have that discussion. Like, like <laughs> if somebody tells me, "Hey, let's talk about this," I mean, like, I need like a day to go yeah. over the scriptures, and, and so it's yeah. hard for me to just like give an answer on the fly. Yeah. Uh, so, but you know, it happened. That change happened, and um, whatever. You know, it's even like with black people going to the same churches as white people. You know what I'm saying? Like, just so it. For for us looking back at that now, even the, the praying with the head covers and stuff, that was like you didn't do that. If you if, if a man prayed with with his head covered or or a woman with her head uncovered, like that they wasn't having it. And some yeah. churches still, you know, they still continue those things, but that was like a big deal. You know, there was so much that was a big deal that t- today is like I don't know. I think we're we're splitting hairs even still with stuff that they didn't even stand for or whatever I don't know. you know i mean one angle on that is is the fact that um i've and i, I think everybody would agree with me here i've never met a christian who's 100 percent biblical on every single issue mm-hmm. and and that's how we have all these denominations because we're all like okay you're picking and choosing what you want to believe we're going to pick and choose what we want to believe so i think that's kind of where that falls is uh probably what you're going to see in the future is these Churches are choosing to ignore these verses and you can say that it's wrong and you, and that it's unbiblical and that's fine. But most likely you have verses that you ignore in your own life. Yeah. And, um, and I'll be honest, I I do in mine, I try not to. And, you know, you try to be self uh, conscious of of things, but sometimes it's like, yeah, I know that's wrong, but you know what? I'm going to probably do it. You know, I mean, and I feel like obviously most people would agree since they say that we're all sinners and, and wretched and all of that stuff. So I think that's probably where that's going to fall into is it's like these churches just decided to uh, interpret those verses different, you know, and, and but I, I, for me, the goal is to stay as close to the Bible as possible. And so that's what I'm going to do. Um, you, you keep mentioning wretched and there's a ministry called wretched and you know, it's yeah. the, uh, you know, filthy center, uh, centers in, in, in the hands of an angry God, uh, original sin, you know, as a, a common Christian belief, a lot more now are moving towards an idea um, called um, original glory or something like that, where we we are were created in, in in the image of Christ and and um, and how we're not in original sin and how Jesus has kind of won all of humanity back to glory. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Um, have you heard anything like that being spoken about or preached? I don't know if they call yeah. it original yeah. sin or original. Sin. I don't know uh, what they call it, but original glory. It, it, it sounds like uh, universalism, maybe in a sense. Like yeah. The, well, there's yeah, cri- yeah like, Christian uh, Christian universalism or something. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, well, I guess you'd have to first define, you know, the, the, all the terms. Like, what what do people mean when they say original sin? Uh, what I think of is Romans chapter five. It says, you know, death entered by Adam, and then sin was passed upon all mankind. Um, so, I mean, it, it's in there. Yeah. Um, let's. Uh, I want to uh, ask you a little bit about your your video, which is the one where we first I, I commented on your video about the Kundalini. I did my. Um, I posted my little snippet that I made about the Kundalini, about my uh, maybe experience with it or doing Kundalini yoga and, and remembering the first ever Kundalini exposed. Now that that word is everywhere. It's kind of strange. I've been at the forefront of a lot of these things before they were like caught on to huge. And now everybody has a Kundalini video and you can, you you can, there's pastors doing Sunday morning sermons about the Kundalini spirit. So let's just say that, but um, yeah. you know, people call in, the shaking, the falling down, the laughing, all of that stuff, uh, saying that it's the Kundalini. What is your your synopsis on on that video? Just being objective, and mine was like, mine was saying that it was the same thing, but it wasn't bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, and and so the Christians are like, no, we don't want to be associated with any type of Eastern mysticism. But knowing that Christianity is Eastern mysticism, I, I believe. It's from the east. I think we got to go a little bit fur further to to understand like what it looks like versus trying to interpret it through western a western lens. But what did you uh, what did what did you come away with that video and and the uh, and all the comments and things like that? Did you was there any more information that you got? Would you like to do another video? What's what's up with that one? Uh, no, I, right now I'm pretty happy with it. it I mean, in a nutshell, the the answer, I think, for a lot of things. Again, if you're going by uh, the what the Bible says, observations in Scripture, then you just have to say, I don't know about a lot of these things. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, I mean, I don't typically like to share my own experiences, but I can tell you I've fallen over before. Um, and it, I mean, there's been times where I was up there and in my mind, I was like, this is not going to happen. Like, I'm going to fight against it because a lot of the... Um, critics say well it's just the power of suggestion you yeah. know so yeah. i've tested that where i'm like okay here comes the pastor this is not going to happen you know and then it happens um and then the laughing and things like that so i've had my own experiences with it i can only speak for myself that uh i believe it's it's from god and from the lord and from the holy spirit but i can't look at somebody else's not using the bible now i can look at somebody else's experience and say you know based on how they did that and how it sounded it might have been this or that but if somebody says, well, just with scripture, no, there's no scripture. I mean, there's no scripture that's going to tell me that that person over there rolling on the floor has a demon. <laughs> I mean, there's just no scripture that says that. So, you know, and, and so you just have to say, I don't know, you know, and again, it's like, is this about other people? Well, if or it's not in the me? Bible, like, brother, like, why do you believe it? Yeah, well, and, I mean, yeah, well, see, that's a good question. I mean, <laughs> Well, part of the things that we explored in the video was there are some things that kind of look like that in the Bible, you mm -hmm. know, and and that's another thing, too. Actually, that's funny you bring that up is is this kind of concept of argument from silence, where if the Bible doesn't say it, then it's not true. OK, so yeah. Jesus didn't use the bathroom. I mean, he went yeah. full 33 years without ever using the bathroom. And it's like, well, like, come no, on, okay, you know, no. those things like, no, 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 it's the same logic. It, it, it is the same logic. I mean, um, 
so, and I'm not saying that makes it true mm-hmm. and I'm not saying it doesn't make it not true. Yeah. Um, I'm actually having a conversation with somebody about this right now. It makes it untestable. There's no way, there's no test that we could formulate to tell whether it's uh, not, it's true. I think but, that you, you, you know, know the, 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 if you watch my video, the, the, I think there is a test and the test okay. is the fruit, the fruit, like what happens when that person that. gets up, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and I guess the, the naysayers will say, it's still the same and coming back week after week. And, you know, they'll, they'll tell you that there is no fruit there. But for me, and I'm sure for you, you would attest that after some type of encounter like that, there's a change. There's some kind of, yeah. kind of, kind of like inward reflection or, or, again, lifting your burdens, whatever that means to you. There's some, there's some type of uh, fruit um, from those yeah. encounters, right? But it, it, it's also, I mean... And I've heard that a lot. A lot of people would say that, you know, look at the look at the fruit, not just with that, but with anything. Uh, but it turns out that that's actually pretty it's it's pretty subjective. Like it's hard yeah. to like, for instance, people would be like, well, look at the fruit of, of Benny Hen. You know, it's obvious that he's a heretic. Well, yeah. thousands of people have claimed to be healed and saved. So that yeah. doesn't that doesn't count as fruit. No, yeah. it doesn't. You know, you got to look at his personal life. It's like. Yeah. Why is it yeah, just his every, personal life? Like, where are these standards coming from? Everything is subjective, like you're saying. It, yeah. it comes down to consciousness and uh, and, yeah. and your experience. It really does. And so, why argue of, about someone's subjective experience? But they they have to get they have to come to the the fact that that they have to say yes to that. And maybe they will. A lot of them, I think, if they're continuing to do the inner work and they really are seekers and they're really eventually, I think a lot of them come to that. I think Billy Graham came to that. I really do. I think um, some of the stuff we've heard Billy Graham say attests to some something similar. And uh, but many would even call him a heretic because of some of the things he was affiliated with, and talking about universalism and God, you know, having people in other religions that he, that are his children and stuff like that. Um, so that's the interesting thing about it. You know, it's all subjective, um, or or yeah. I say subjective. Um, or relative, but they don't want to hear that. They say, truth is truth, brother. The truth is like, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm willing to talk about it. And if somebody feels like they can formulate an argument and it's verifiable, um, for me, it's all about verifiable. It's not, if, if you just say, uh, if you just come up with an argument, yeah, sometimes things seem reasonable. Like you can make an argument and it'll seem reasonable. I'm not really interested in things that just seem reasonable because almost everybody can do that. I want something observable. So do you have chapter and verse that says it? Uh, that's that's kind of where I come down on it. And, but I'm always open to have that discussion. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you, you know. But, um, again, chapter and verse might tell you that the dog don't bite. <laughs> when you get next, get up to the dog and the dog bit the hell out of you. You know, it's like. Don't go by your well, experience, brother. Go by what the word says. And it's like, whose example of what the word says? You know, the majority, a lot of people, their example of what the word says was Fred Phelps. That was their, that was their example of true Christianity. And, right. and a lot of them have, have uh, said no to that Christianity because of an example like him or name however many other um, cult leaders or um, people who have done a bad job at representing the faith. You know, I, and uh, that that gets into a lot for me. That that really helped me um, show more compassion with people who said no. Was the fact that I don't think they were saying no to Jesus. I think they were saying no to that kind of thing. Um, but just to talk to those people and see, 
And, um, you know, a lot of the people I've talked to over the years, I've, I've had people come on the show that I thought we were going to, there was one lady, I always use this example. Um, she wanted to talk about like how your pets are intuitive and how your pets can look at you and tell you that they're hungry or want to go outside and they can kind of send you that talk, that thought telepathically. And we were talking about that and I was like, okay, interesting, whatever. Let's talk about it. And then I said something about the Lord. And then like for the next, you know, hour and a half, we're talking about the Holy Spirit and how Jesus changed her life. And I thought I was going to be talking to this, you know, lady about the <laughs> psychic abilities of dogs and stuff, you know, and uh, we, we, we tend to, again, like I said at the beginning, judge books by their covers and generalize, oh, that's the Bible. I deal with that with the new age community because I, I thrust myself in the middle of them. And when I mention God, I can look at some of them and they just, their face changes. Like, Hold on, what's up? Why you don't like that word? Well, your father was a preacher and he left your mom and with the, okay, that shows, but it's not Christ. That's not, that's not God. You know what I'm saying? But getting to the bottom of, um, of, of again, the human condition, you know, I think the Bible speaks to that. I think that, uh, God speaks to that and it's a, it's a daily communion and, um, it's beautiful change. It'll change your life. And so, um, it's it's about walking in the spirit and, and communion and stuff like that. So for you, you you have those practices of prayer and getting in the word and and because um, you really because being you know what I'm saying being a, a um you know being real big into the apologetics and stuff like that and being a, a student of the word, um you don't really come at, come across as one who would who would be and I don't even know what stereotype that's supposed to be as one who would be into the signs and the wonders and the miracles and the anointing and you know, all of the Benny Hinn stuff. You, you definitely come off as one who is just a student of the word, um, which we know that, that we know that that's not a strong point. Maybe that's projecting as well. You know, that's not a strong point of word, not word of faith, charismatic. It's more, we'll give you one scripture and we'll, we'll dance on that scripture for two hours. You know, we'll sing that one course for two hours, you know? So, um, as far as you and your your spiritual routine or praying and reading and fasting and those kind of things, you 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 do you have a regular practice of that stuff, listening to worship music and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I do uh, morning devotionals with some uh, different books that I have. We do Bible studies with the family and um, prayer time. Yeah, you know, pray in the spirit is definitely a big part of that. What's up? Any books that uh really stood out to you outside of the scriptures? Um, I'm gonna get hate for this, but I I really love E. W. Kenyon. He uh he said some crazy stuff. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but the stuff that he got right is very very edifying. So I spent a lot of time uh reading him. I also like Kenneth Hagen. Um, but honestly, I'm always looking for new stuff. Know so um, my thing again is you know can I read it for myself in the Bible and uh, a lot of preachers don't don't present that information so I, I just tend to kind of shy away from them and just kind of go with whoever can give me chapter and verse for what they're saying. So. Yeah, I mean that's that was my thing for like um, you know venturing outside of whether it was studying outside of the Bible, again, like you said, there's just different people that teach you how to study a little bit different. They can show you something that you haven't seen. Um, 
talking about the same stuff, whether it's somebody outside of the of Christendom or your denomination. Um, but then you come back and filter it through the word. And I remember just like writing down like all of these scriptures and I mean, I have notebooks. I'm sure you do too, of just like referencing back what the Bible says about this and what the Bible says about that. And what about this? And, um, and you know, I think it, it says a lot for the cognitive dissonance of and wanting to challenge yourself, right? Wanting to, I don't know about wanting to be wrong, but open to be wrong, you know? open to, to change. And, and again, at the truth, at the end of the day, truth stands for itself. And if the scriptures are truth, then your if your experiences are, are real, they'll, you know, survive, you know, going through the scriptures and making it through that plumb line, if you will, or, or, um, um, sifter. I try to, I yeah. try to sift everything through it. Yeah. Same to work. So, man, I, I appreciate your, uh, you coming on here, hanging out with me, man. I, I, I do like your videos, man. Um, really good. Keep it up. Um, how's Facebook treating you with the algorithms and stuff? Are you having to spend money and stuff to get out there to new people or did they kind of catch on and then just start getting shared organically? How does that, how's that been working for you? Uh, we, I've got one viral video of a prophecy that Kenneth Hagan made back in 1963 and that thing's going pretty crazy right now. But by and large, yeah, there's something going on and I'm just kind of, I got to spend that money, you know, and, and, uh, but, you know, I trust God and I believe in God for, to, to make a way and, and to reach people. And we're starting to get some traction on, on YouTube. So, um, yeah, it's, it's working out. Good stuff, man. Well, again, I appreciate it, man. Do you have any links that you want to send people to go check out or websites or what would you want to send them? Yeah. Uh, oh, you mean off the top of my head? Uh, I mean, not really. I mean, our, you just, search the objective believer on YouTube or on Facebook. And we do have a, a website, be objective blog.com. They want to check that out. Uh, you say we, who are you got with you? Uh, it's just me. Okay. Cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I hear that's like a, a professional way of, of saying things. So I, I know I do it too. Somewhere. You know, you know what? Yeah. Cause you're, you, you, it's the spirits that are with you. He keeps saying, he go. keeps speaking to himself in third. They would say stuff like, that's the little stuff they look for, man. The, the heresy hunters. When they're going to, they're going to come for you, man. They're coming. <laughs> hey, I appreciate it, man. And uh, we'll have to do it again. And let me know when you got new videos. And With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Put them out there. I'll share them for you, man. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, Scott. Blessings, bro. All right, you too. All right, peace. Scott Newell, ladies and gentlemen, the objective believer. Um, good stuff. Enjoyed it. Talking about the word. Talking about the scriptures. Talking about faith. Being objective. Subjective to truth. 
For sure, man. Um, you got to understand that, man. People believe what they believe for a reason. Because what they were subjected to, what they were subjected to as a child, what were you taught? You got to unlearn, man. Got to unlearn that stuff. I'm, I'm interested in it. Most people don't care. They just let you know that you're in error. We need to let you know why you're wrong. I want to know why you believe it. Oh, wow. Okay, I see why. I think that if I know why, then we can help you unlearn. But it, not that it's my job or even my... Uh, a desire to help you unlearn listen if, if those beliefs no matter how kooky they are are serving you look peace more power to you long as it's about love and helping people you know and not if you are out here attacking people and all that kind of stuff then then i will serve you up let you know you're in the you're in the wrong so look man i hope y'all enjoyed it i enjoyed it good talk stimulate the the mind the conversation and um you know maybe you know, I think you would have to be in in religion, in um, uh, some of these circles to even know these different factions within Christianity. There's so many factions and I do really just we name like two or three, but there's a whole bunch of them. Those are like the big ones, I guess. But there's so many. So, uh, again, do not. The thing is, is not don't don't be a partner to any of those factions. Be a partner of Jesus, the Christ love be a partner partner with love today ladies and gentlemen it'll change your life with that i'm gonna say peace and shalom thank you guys for all the support if you want to support me on patreon patreon.com backslash true seeker with that peace peace we'll do it again later